This is the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast with Jay Gordon Duncan. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast with Jay Gordon Duncan. And if you're wondering why the J, the answer is I am not a bagpipe player. And if that joke doesn't make any sense, I encourage you to check out episode zero, where I explain that joke, as well as the purpose of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast, where we talk about faith, family, fitness, finances, and sometimes fun. Well, friends, this is our Monday episode. It's I, I'm, I'm excited about recording it. Um, I, over the summer, have not done as many free Friday episodes. Uh, specifically, this past Friday, I was on vacation and specifically took some time away. been committed to making sure I don't miss these Monday episodes. Um, I see in the fall a, a big transition coming for the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast, so uh, no spoilers yet, but I, I'm refining and defining that even now. Um, but since I only recorded one episode last week, it seems forever, uh, seems like a long time since we've talked. Um, I know this is me speaking into a, a, a microphone, but it just I, I feel like I'm missing the interaction without the Free Friday. So hopefully get back to that again this week. Thank you for all the feedback and encouragement I received last week where I recorded an episode and I talked about the difference between a dreamer and being a starter is how much risk you're willing to take. And that's a topic I'm hoping to pursue a little bit more later on and uh, maybe even do some writing about. But I received some positive feedback from some of you guys, uh, so thanks so much. Um, so what I want to do, uh, I'm, uh, I, there's a little juxtaposition here. I definitely want to speak about the passing of J.I. Packer. But um, before that, I just have a funny story to tell you. And I, I, I don't want this episode to be dour or downcast by any means. Um, but just uh, my family and I were leaving from the beach today. And uh, it's about a, with stops, it's about a five, five and a half hour drive. And the goal was to make it um, back to Fredericksburg get dressed and get Meredith to her governor's school graduation ceremony. Now, Meredith hasn't had any, you know, normal graduation events, and this was hopefully going to be a normal graduation event. She was part of the uh, governor's school, the Virginia Commonwealth Governor's School, as well as being a regular high school. And uh, this event was important. It was at the Expo Center. It's all the way across town. And so we left the beach and we had to pack up and clean up, and we had some stops planned. But we, we left, and like, okay, we've got plenty of time. And uh, we, we started pushing it a little bit, but we felt pretty good. And then it was just time to eat. And we made the mistake. I don't know why we did it. We made the mistake of going to three different places. Uh, they were all within a quarter of a mile from each other. But, friends, the drive throughs were backed up, and we went from having plenty of time so when we left, finally get back on the road, we were scheduled to get home at, oh goodness, at, at the the time we were planning on leaving. Does that make sense? We were, we were scheduled to get home at the time we were going to wind up leaving the house. But then we had to get gas when I was going to go to the restroom. And so basically, at that point in time, it was, will we get home, change clothes, and make it to the event at all? Meredith was supposed to be there 30 to 15 to 30 minutes early. And, man, I was just driving down there. I was driving safely, but I was driving quickly and changing lanes. And uh, Meredith was so calm. I was so impressed with her. Um, and we gave ourselves, like, we've got five minutes. You can get in and turn the water back on in the house and get changed. you got five minutes. And we did. And we actually got there a couple minutes early. Now, we didn't get there the 30 minutes early we were supposed to, but we got there a couple minutes early before the event. Um, but as we're just tearing down the road and the girls are, I'm like, I'm getting gas. You go to the bathroom. Go, go, go. Emma said, 
um, this reminds me of the movie Little Miss Sunshine. And she was exactly right. I don't know if any of you have ever seen the movie Little Miss Sunshine. It's a sweet movie. Um, it's got Steve Carell in it. It's about a little girl who wants to be in a beauty contest. And it's got Greg Kinnear in it. And uh, the family hops into this old VW van to make it to this pageant. And they go through everything in the world trying to get there. And we all laughed. It helped break the tension. It did feel like Little Miss Sunshine. But like I said, we got home safe. We had five minutes to change clothes. We made it there. Got a chance to see Meredith in this graduation ceremony, which was really sweet. Chance for her to see a couple of her friends one last time before we go up to college. And then we got home and like, oh, okay, now let's... We didn't even unpack from the beach, which is funny. We went to this event with the van just stuffed to the gills. We still had a cooler in there and all of our clothes and stuff. But anyway, we got home and we it was... I'm glad we made it. Um, I don't even mind the rush. It made it a story. It made it a memory. Uh, but I'm back and I'm excited about being back. Uh, we had a fantastic vacation. My family loves spending time with each other. It's one of the joys of my life is that we can go on vacation and have a good time. Um, but while we were on vacation, uh, we received... Um, the incredibly sad news that J.I. Packer has died. Now, I, I know that if, you, um, if you've gone to seminary, you know how J.I. Packer is. If you've read a, a decent amount of theology, you know how J.I. Packer is, but some of you may not. But J.I. Packer um, was a retired Anglican pastor. Um, he... An Ang, uh, he taught over in England, he did most of his work over in Canada, and very popular here in America. And he is most famous for a book called um, Knowing God. And it's, I, I just, I, with no hyperbole, friends, J.I. Packer and Knowing God transformed my life. Now, um, he died uh, in his 90s. He had an incredible life, and he had an incredible impact. That I can tell you this without hyperbole, and you all know that I'm given to hyperbole, that apart from the Bible itself, no single book had a greater impact in my life than Knowing God by J.I. Packer. It is a phenomenal book. It is exactly what it says it's about. It's a book to help you know God. Now, uh, I, in college, um, I was uh, very much part of InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. They were a college ministry that helped me grow as a Christian, kept me grounded in the church. And I went to college, um, having grown up my whole life in the church, knowing Bible stories really well, having some Bible verses memorized. And somewhere around my sophomore year, um, someone gave me a copy of Knowing God. And I remember doing my first and a study of with knowing God with another person in my sophomore year. I've done a knowing God study with I don't know how many people. But when I read Knowing God, it was the first time I read not only theology, but understandable theology. Now, let me, let me qualify, uh, qualify it in this way. Everybody has a theology. A theology is just your beliefs about God. And some people uh, take great, excuse me, great steps to have their theology very organized, and some people take it sort of catch-as, catch-can. Um, but Knowing God was the first theology book that I ever read. It was a book that was intent 
on organizing and uh, organizing thoughts about God and intent on plumbing the depths of knowing God. It's not very big. It's only a couple hundred pages. But it was really the first one that I ever read with that purpose. I had read, uh, I, I branched out when I was in college and I began to read some more in the varsity press and if you were in college in the late 80s, early 90s, you read Becky Pepper's Out of the Salt Shaker, which is a book about evangelism and, and some things like that. Uh, there was another book called The Fight, which was very, very popular um, for just individual growth as a Christian or discipleship one-to-one -one meetings. But knowing God was different. Knowing God was fiercely biblical. Uh, knowing God was fiercely built on the premise that if we're going to know who God is, he has revealed himself in the scriptures. And knowing who he is in the scriptures is going to make him so much more intimate and make our relationship with him so much more, uh, of greater depth and enjoyable. Uh, here's one quote that I'll share with you. Um, it's from chapter one, um, early on. Um, and, and this actually is a quote from Spurgeon that got him going. Spurgeon said this, There's something exceedingly improving to the mind in a contemplation of divinity. He who often thinks of God will have a larger mind than the man who simply plods around this narrow globe. I know nothing which can comfort the soul, so calm the swelling billows of grief and sorrow, so speak peace to the winds of trial as a devout musing upon the subject of the Godhead. So early on in knowing God, Packer quotes Spurgeon, and that was also my first introduction to Spurgeon, who's known as the Prince of Preachers, and and, and it's making some crazy big claims that you your mind will enlarge if you study God, your soul will be comforted if you study God, the the, the billows of grief and sorrow will be calmed and peace, and and that was the premise of the whole book, and and in that book. It asked me to wrestle with topics and thoughts of God that I'd never wrestled with, like God's sovereignty. Uh, how much does God interact in this world? How much has God planned in this world? Um, what interaction do we have with God's interaction and His planning? I had never wrestled with that before, before reading Knowing God. And that book wouldn't let you not have answers to those questions. Um, Packer said this. He said, uh, I walked in the sunshine with a scholar who had effectively forfeited his prospects of academic advancement by clashing with church dignitaries over the gospel of grace. But it doesn't matter, he said at length, for I've known God and they've happened. Packer asked himself, would I do the same? The story he's sharing is about um, a man in uh, academics, and they're wrestling with who God is. And the young man was saying, well, I've wrestled with the God of the scriptures and the gospel of grace, and, and, and those people haven't, so whatever their opinion of me doesn't matter. And, and Packer when he said, would I do the same, went on to affirm, well, anything I gain is just loss for the sake of Christ. 
Because everything I gain in this world is nothing compared to, to knowing Christ. I mean, the, these are just examples of the testimony of who Packer was and his character. But the real value of knowing God, and friends, he wrote so much more than this, but the real value of knowing God was that it plumbed the depths of who God was, but did it in a way that was readable and understandable. So when I say that no book has much effect on me as the Bible, except for that book, I'm telling you the truth, because reading Knowing God got me interested in other theology, other books of theology. Then I went on to read a lot of R.C. Sproul, who, who passed several years ago. And uh, Sproul wrote some amazing books about the sovereignty of God and the scriptures and how we can trust them and the covenants there in the Bible. And I know that Packer moved me into that study with Sproul and moved me into the study of John MacArthur and then ultimately moved me onto the study of John Calvin. Um, uh, there's a, John Calvin has a massive book called The Institutes. It's uh, well over a thousand pages long and I had a friend who before I was in seminary, we challenged each other, like, let's read this whole book in a year. So we just did the division by 356 and read those number of pages a day. And we did it. And, and that all laid a groundwork for me ultimately to go back to grad school and, and, and go to seminary. And I, none of that would have happened without reading Knowing God. Uh, Packer was a godly man brilliant man and he had the ability to make the deeper things of scripture understandable there's almost no better compliment is there to be a godly person and their legacy is they've made the deeper things of God more accessible and that's who he was to me um, so friends if you've not read Knowing God by J.I. Packer get it and read it um, if you're local and you want to interact with me on it, get it, read it, and let's, let's interact on it. Um, you won't regret it. It's, it. it's definitely a legacy book. And so I'm very, very thankful for J.I. Packer. I'm thankful for his sacrifice. I'm thankful for um, the, the, the willingness he had to stand out in a world that didn't always believe the scriptures, but he did. And... I, I, I just read the book. I'm thankful for him. I'm thankful for um, how he helped me become the man I was. Um, so a sad loss, but I know a joyful loss um, that he now finds the hope of heaven and his faith has become reality and his prayers have become praise. So friends, um, this is my nod to J.I. Packer. Go get Knowing God. If you haven't read it in a long time, get it. Read it again. It's well worth it. Um, I'm thankful for this. I hope this hasn't been too dour. I just wanted to share my story about who J.I. Packer was to me and the impact he had on me. Um, friends, I hope to be back for a free Friday episode this Friday, hopefully, hopefully so. And I look forward to catching up with you soon. Thanks for listening as always, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.